0: Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for February 17th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric and I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21 on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram at ETOF21 Sports. For free horse racing picks, we hit the pick five at Tampa on Sunday at ETOF21 Sports underscore horse underscore racing. And for free fantasy football advice, fantasy sports Vice in general at ETOF21sports underscore fantasy. How is everyone doing today? Wow, phenomenal show lined up for you today. David, week off today. My schedule is a little funky. I have two nephews have birthdays this weekend, so I'm recording this a little bit earlier. David and I couldn't make our schedules work. David will be back here next week and we'll start our basketball segment. Same thing with Nick. Nick and I are going to start transitioning over and looking at next year, going position by position, talking about players to fade, players to target, and give you our rankings. Starting next week. Now, with XFL starting, XFL Jim is going to make his return to the podcast. He's going to be here for a while. He's going to be talking XFL. Then we're gonna transition to USFL and CFL. So Jim's gonna be here for a while, folks. And NASCAR is back. We have the Daytona 500 this Sunday. And who better than Brandon? iRacer extraordinaire, he's on. Him and I are going to talk about the Daytona 500. Tell you the best to lock in. I have a couple I like that I've already locked in. He has a couple he's like. So it should be a phenomenal weekend of sports. Those looking for me on BTV, unfortunately I am out this week. I'll be posting my plays to the YouTube channel, to my Action Network page or whatever the hell that's called. So you can find my stuff there, my DMs will be open. But like I said, I'm gonna be hanging with my nephews and celebrating their birthdays. So you will not see me much this week, and I'll do my best to be part of stuff, get the plays out to you and answer any questions. That you guys shoot to me in my DMs. And Caleb Keller from FanDuel is going to be this week's guest on the ETOP 2-1 Sports Show. Him and I are going to be talking some college basketball. Really looking forward to that. Now before we jump into the show, I need to talk about the Super Bowl. The thing that stood out to me about the Super Bowl was the Eagles' just inability to create pressure. All we heard about, and I fell into the sinkhole too, was how good the Eagles' defense was. And they were going to be able to get home against Mahomes. And let's face it, they weren't able to do that. And that allowed the best quarterback to sit back and pick apart that zone. They had to get home against Mahomes. And props to the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line because they were able to keep Mahomes clean. If they're not able to keep Mahomes clean, they're not winning that game. So I really have to give props to the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line and also to Spagnola. Spagnola dialed up some pressure, was able to get home against Hurts. Not, I they had one sack. I mean, it really wasn't a sack. He ran out of bounds. It was a kind of a weak sack give, but whatever. They were able to make him roll to his left, and Hurts just can't throw roll out to his left yet. But overall, a great game. Embarrassing field positions pres- by the NFL. Players slipping all over the place. I, both teams had to deal with it. That's not an excuse. I've made money. I had futures on both teams, so I was in a good position. So that kind of stood out. Yeah, those were kind of the big things that stood out. And then the lack of adjustments by the Eagles when the Chiefs got into the green zone, still run switched to a man and with the poor field positions and the Chiefs wide receivers cutting on dimes. Look, they took advantage of it. Props to the Chiefs advantage of it. Magical season by the Eagles. Really interested to see how they transition into next year. They do have a lot of draft picks. But per the Pythagorean win total, they're due for a little bit of regression. And there's a Super Bowl hangover too. Going to be really interesting. I've already locked in a couple futures. You can go back to the etop One Sports Show and see what futures I'm looking to lock in. But we don't sleep here. We're going to be transitioning to basketball, NASCAR, and the alternative football So we're going to keep handing out winners. One more thing about the Super Bowl. Let's just kind of pump the brakes with Mahomes. I mean, Jesus. Great career so far, but he's nowhere near Manning, Brady, Montana. He probably will get there, but right now let's just kind of pump the brakes also in terms of Kelsey next year. I believe Kelsey's going to turn 34 years old. He's going to be the hardest person to draft next year because we really don't know what to get from him in terms of his body just eventually breaking down because Father Time is undefeated. Father Time is undefeated. And when are we gonna see that breakdown from Kelsey? But great game, was it a penalty at the end? Yeah, should it have been called? Look, you can nitpick about penalties all freaking game if you want to. Bottom line was, even if he doesn't do that, I don't think he's gonna catch that because the ball is so overthrown. But, you know, it was a hold. Bradbury said he did it. It was called. Is what it is. Let's move on and get ready for next season. But like I said, we have a phenomenal show. Football doesn't stop. XFL Jim's going to come on. He's going to tell you some XFL bets to lock in. And we're going to have some NASCAR talk. So let's jump right into it. Let's start off with a little XFL talk with our boy, our friend, our BFF, XFL Jim. Well, it's here. This Saturday the XFL begins, and who better to come on than the man, the myth, the legend, XFL Jim, who has to feel – you have to feel like a kid with Christmas just right around the corner. It's like – what is it? It's December, like, 22nd for you right now, and you're just you're just amped up for Christmas Day, aren't you?
1: Have you ever gotten prepped for you a bender? Got-
0: <laughs> no, I'm just a champion. I just go straight into it.
1: So, this is like getting prepped for a bender, where I'm taking all of my vitamins, I'm getting hydrated, because I'm going all in on the XFL. I will be drunk off of this league, Uh, basically from this weekend until the CFL finishes in November, I'm just going to be drunk off my ass on football.
0: Is there going to be a situation where we're going to let li- you do a live stream where the stream for four hours is you just sleeping?
1: Uh, Memorial Day is coming up, and that's kind of that's a tradition where I do something stupid for Memorial Day for stream. Uh, two years ago, it was I ate as many hot dogs as I could in a day. Uh, last year, I tried as many beers as I could. I didn't pace myself and passed out. Um, I don't know what this year's yep. going to be, but there'll be something stupid on Memorial Day.
0: How about you? How many pecan waffles you can eat? How about you do that?
1: I don't like pecans.
0: I like it. Yeah. Oh, chocolate chip waffles.
1: Okay, well, that, that you know, that's on the you list.
0: You know, just just something something like that, dude. You know, just
1: how many how many glasses of water can I drink?
0: Yeah, you know, something like that. Just something a little, something chill. So we're here to talk some XFL. Obviously, for those who don't know, Jim and I, I go on Jim's show, Spring Fever. Comes out every single Wednesday. We are live about 8 8:30 in God's God's time zone. That's the central time zone. We're going to be going through these games more in depth, talk about the news in the USFL, news in the CFL. May have some players come on and talk about their experiences there. But here for this podcast, we are going to be talking about week one. And kicking off is going to be the Vegas Vipers against the Arlington Renegades. Now, during our preseason previews that were on spring fever, we were both pretty high on this Renegades team. Has anything changed or are we still high going into this game?
1: Still high going into it. I like the, the coaching staff for the Renegades. They have a lot of 2020 XFL experience and they're familiar with the rule set. I like the Hayes brothers. I like Kyle Slaughter at the quarterback position. Um, People will know from listening to me, one thing I value a lot, especially in these leagues, is other spring league experience. Kyle Slaughter has it, and he has the connection with tight end Sal Canella. The running back room for the Renegades is strong. The offensive line is maybe the second best offensive line in the league. I am very high on this Renegades team coming into the season.
0: I think the connection that the quarterback and the tight end are going to have for the renegades is going to be very key at the beginning of the year because you're going to have that relationship to build on. I absolutely love the renegades here. I locked them in. I'm look, we're looking at the lines for bet online. I locked into the renegades at two and a half. They don't have any first half lines up. Where are you on the renegades here as well? Over under the 37.
1: I'm on the Renegades minus the two and a half. Uh, I like the under 37 as well for the total game. Just like Eric said, I'm going to be betting every first half under as well once those lines are yep. out. Um, but, yeah, I love the Renegades minus the two and a half, I, and I like the under. I got them at minus two, just so everyone's aware. So
0: man. You're sharp, dude. Razor sharp. So let me I, ask you I'm this. Is there,
1: a, My is there a is buying Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Go I was, ahead. I was, my little tout was I got all the, the favorites. Uh, I got all the teams at the two. I, I, I didn't do the two and a half. I, I I beat the hook.
0: You beat it. You beat it. So my thing is this. What number is too low for a first half under for, in your eyes?
1: Um, 14 and a half. I was going to say low? 14. I was going to say 14, so if I see like 13 and a half, I might take it to pet. There is there is one game where I will, whatever the number is, I'm going to take it. There's one whatever. game on the slate that no matter what the first half under is, I'm going to take it.
0: So, but we're both in agreement. Renegades minus a two and a half. You're on the under 37, and both of us more than likely will be on the under in the um, on the first half as
1: well. Yes. Um these leagues have sharpened up though. I, I went back and looked at the at some historical stuff.
0: They're um, insane. These leagues,
1: they, these leagues are getting sharp with the totals and the spreads. Like they were they were going nuts back in twenty twenty in hindsight.
0: I mean they were like in the fifties. Yeah, the these first totals, totals years, were like
1: in the in the fifties, the spreads were at like six and a half or whatever. It was nuts.
0: Even for the AAF a couple of years ago, they were just absolutely insanely high.
1: Yeah, it was and everything
0: – Everything went under next game. Orlando Garley guardians, Houston rednecks line is at two over under 35 and a half.
1: I mean, I I like the roughnecks here flat out Um, guardians. We don't. So only one team has announced has confirmed a starter for week one uh, at the quarterback position, but signs are pointing for the guardians to be starting Paxton Lynch over Deandre Francois. And I do not like that move for anyone that paid attention to the USFL show that me and Eric would do a lot. Uh, Paxton Lynch was not great for the Michigan Panthers in the USFL. And I don't think he'll be great for the Orlando Guardians either. The Roughnecks are a team that I'm actually I'm, – I'm high on them. They have a good defense coupled with, on paper, the potential for an explosive and exciting offense, which this team kind of has the ability to – if ever if all the pieces align for the roughnecks I think they're the best team in the league
0: and they got Wade Phillips who's a phenomenal defensive coach you know I think you hit everything on the head and my cap for this game is easy I'm predicting Paxton Lynch to be the starter against a Wade Phillips defense I'll take the roughnecks boom that's simple for me
1: over under Paxton Lynch interceptions
0: two and a half I'll take I'll hammer it
1: I'll take hammer two. the over. I, so I'm looking now I'm looking at the uh the totals for week one for all the the three spring leagues the AF in the 50s the xFL in the 50s the usFL in the 40s and now the XFL in 2023 in the 30s so they're they're sharpening up the books are learning
0: but also this comes to a thing like that's okay so let's rewind to when the xFL first came out Gambling wasn't as big as it is now. Gambling is so mainstream right now, if everything, yes, because it is, these books have had to sharpen it up. It used to be in the past, like, hey, you know what? We got to put these lines out, bet online, heritage, bookmaker, whatever. They're putting stuff out and they're just not doing it because people aren't betting it. Now people are betting it because betting is more mainstream. This is on. Oh, it's still on a major market there. It's just betting is just more mainstream, so they have to tighten up those lines a lot.
1: Yeah, 2020, so, it, was like a, it was a novel thing that, like, they were posting the actual live Caesar line during the game. And now you see that all the time with, like, NBA, NHL, and NFL even.
0: I feel that the XFL was ahead of the curve embracing the gambling aspect of, of sports.
1: They were ahead of the curve on a lot of things.
0: And I think I really hope that continues moving forward. So we're both on the rednecks minus the two. We're both you're, you're going to be on the under 35 and a half. I assume
1: I'll still take that under. I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it, but I'm going to take it. If I'm going to bet, yeah. if I was to bet an over, this is mainly, I'm taking the under just because I don't like the guardians, mm-hmm. but there is a realistic scenario where the Roughnecks can just womp them.
0: Okay. I I think the Roughnecks, I, I would take an adjusted thing of minus seven, minus 10. If, if that I was, was going to say,
1: I, I, I take the Roughnecks up to 10.
0: So we're both in agreement there. This is the one I'd be a little bit worried about because my thought process is this. Paxton Lynch, his... Ability to make awful mistakes on the football field against a Wade Phillips defense could lead to some shortened fields for the roughnecks. So this, this would be the one total for the first half. That'd be a little timid about. This would be the one I'd be timid about. I'm going in. You're going in. I'm going in. If we can find, I doubt we'll have it. A. I think a Paxton Lynch, if I can find a Paxton Lynch interception prop, I'm going to be on that. Defensive touchdown prop, I'll I'll invest in that. I think there's going to be some opportunities, if the books offer them, to take advantage of this mismatch with Paxton Lynch versus the Roughnecks.
1: Maybe play the Roughnecks in DFS.
0: Play their DFS lineup, I like that. Yeah,
1: play play their defense for DFS.
0: Play their defense for DFS do a do a um, Kelly Slaughter and Carmela Stack. I like that. I like that. Next game for me, these two games are insanely hard. Sunday we're kicking off the Battle Hawks at San Antonio Brahmas. Battle Hawks are laying two and a half on the road over under of thirty seven and. This is my thought with this game. And just hear me out. San Antonio. No matter what it is. Have it be. UTSA. Have it be the AFF team. People in San Antonio. Show out. In the Alamo Dome, And it's loud there. Do you feel. That. The Battle Hawks. Because this is going to be their first road game. First kind of time playing. New system, and everything. Could we see some issues with the timing and that could lead to them losing this game?
1: You could, but I alluded to it earlier. There is one team that has announced a starting quarterback, and that is the San Antonio Brahmas, and their starting quarterback is Jack Cohn. And I don't so, know if people followed Notre Dame or Wisconsin in college football a lot. Jack Cohn does not instill confidence. In me.
0: I agree 100%. But. In. I think the problem is. This
1: defense wasn't week one, if,
0: this, if this wasn't week one. I would agree with you. But it's week one. Loud place to play. I'm just worried. I, I I'm going to bet the first half under in this game. Hands down. But oh, after that, I'm not doing yes. anything because I can't really f- get a feel from it. And you know me, anyone that's listened to anything that I do, I don't lay points on the road. It's just something I was, you know what? People are born and have, <laughs> they have certain beliefs. I believe that you don't lay points on the road. And that's just what I do. And I don't bet it. So, you know, I'm. I'm out taking the Battlehawks. I don't trust the Brahmas, but I will take the under.
1: I'm taking the under 37. Going to take the first half under. And I am laying points on the road. I am fading the Jack Cohn-led Brahmas in week one.
0: Jimbo, you got bigger balls than I do, my friend. You got bigger balls. I'm probably
1: going to fade the Battle Hawks like week two or three, though. Back-to-back-to-back back back road games is tough.
0: And then once they go back home, I think this is the team where there's going to be some value betting futures in a couple weeks because they do have, what is it? Four road games in a row on the road.
1: Yeah. Four road. Uh, I think week four, they might have three, maybe. Okay. They either have three or four. It's the, the scheduling conflict with the dome was insane.
0: So I think there's going to be some value in a couple weeks, betting the battle of the Hawks and the last game the Sea Dragons against the DC Defenders. And we've seen some movement. Sea Dragons were actually the favorite. Now we've seen some movement where now the DC Defenders are laying one and a half with the over under 36 and a half. Another game where you just kind of look at these rosters and I look and I'm like, okay, DC Defenders, very deep, a lot of playmakers on it. But on the flip side, Sea Dragons have arguably the best quarterback with the most success in the league starting in Dianucci. And they have Josh Gordon who at one time was looked at as the next big wide receiver coming up in the league who has set all those records. So name recognition, this team is high and they also did well last time around, but the roster is a lot different. Where's your head right now?
1: Oh, this one's, this one's tough for me. We've talked about it a lot. The Sea Dragons, on paper, should have an f- extremely efficient and fun and good offense. The defense leaves a little bit to be desired. If I were going to pick one over, this would be my over game. But I'm not picking any overs. I'm still on the under. Um, I like the Dragons. I like the Dragons outright. The defenders, to me, I just... I think they're fine, but that's just, like that's kind of where I have them. They're just fine. They're an all-right team. Just all right. They're all right, and I don't think anything special of them. Uh, DC's an underrated crowd. That's an underrated home field advantage, I believe, if it's going to be similar to 2020. Um, but I think the C-Dragons are just set up better. I like their coaching staff better. Yeah.
0: I just don't know. I think there's I- – Would it surprise you if the Sea Dragons won this game by fourteen plus?
1: No, but it also wouldn't surprise me if they lost by three.
0: Well, it wouldn't surprise me if they won by fourteen or lost by fourteen.
1: I I think if they lost by fourteen, that would surprise me. I don't see the DC Defenders blowing people out.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: I don't know. So, it's probably going to be Jordan Tamu starting. And I love Jordan Tamu. And people love sucking his nuts. Um, but, like, we saw in the USFL, if the offense isn't catered to him... He struggles. He, he struggles a little bit. And he 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 was good. In, he He's a good player. He's got a lot of talent. He's got all the measurables. He can run. He can throw pretty dang well. But I don't think he's this ultra mega quarterback that a lot of people hold him up to be. He's not going to, he doesn't elevate the team.
0: I don't think he's as good as other people say is like you are. I think they made a mistake. I think they should be starting my boy King. I think King and the overall product brings a little bit more to the table with what he is able to do. So just to confirm, let's rewind for the people. Jim and I are both on the Renegades minus the two and a half. We're both going to be on the first half under, and Jim is actually going to be on the under 37.
1: Correct. Next game,
0: we're both going to be on the Rednecks minus the two, both going to be on the first half under, and Jim's going to be on the under 35 and a half. Correct. Correct. Battlehawks against San Antonio. I am taking a pass on the side. Jim's going to be laying the two and a half. We're both going to be yes, on the sir. first half under and Jim's going to be on the under 37, yep. the nightcap. I am passing on the, on the, on the, on the side. and Jim is going to be taking the C dragon straight up. We're both going to be on the first half under and Jim is going to take the under 36 and a half.
1: That's a loaded card, dude. I'm dying on and- my principles here. Um, Week one, I just love taking unders. I, I don't care. I will die on this hill. I if every game hits over, I will not care because I I feel like I'm making the right decision regardless.
0: Especially in the first league, first game of a first of a startup, you know, there's going to be a lot of timing issues. There's going to be timing issues, people. And this, the thing is, is there's so much stuff, and I, I look. I have legal books, I have offshore books. I also use a runner, in some, and some sometimes I have to use a runner, a runner to get stuff down. You guys don't I don't want to hear the excuses. I don't want people signing my DMs. Oh, I can't find the first half line. Bullshit. There's first line hat lines are gonna be available come Friday. Put the effort in, get a book that has them and sign up and do it because this is a good money-making opportunity. Jim, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Jim's going to be here every single week. He's coming back to the podcast. We had a little sabbatical. We have XFL, CFL, and USFL. So Jim's going to be a regular on this bad boy for a long time now.
1: Damn right. And I'm, really, I'm
0: really looking forward to that. Jim, why don't you tell everyone when you, where they can find you on social media, my friend?
1: You can find me everywhere at XFL Gym, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I am all over that. Team previews coming. Uh, I do Spring Fever with Eric here, and then I also will be doing individual weekly week previews and week recaps. That, that I have my own little XFL Gym twist on them.
0: Now, also, Jim and Chase, they do the gymnasium. Friday night, I believe
1: it's it's Sunday or Monday. Whenever we feel like doing it, really.
0: You have the picks porch. Excuse me on Friday. Great show. Chime in. I've hopped in the chat room a couple times, fun times shoot the shit with those guys. Those guys are just there giving out picks. Jim is a Japanese basketball servant. He
1: I am on my part. way. I am on my journey to becoming a Japanese basketball sharp.
0: You know what? And that's why I love you, my friend. And you know What? Give Jim a follow at XFL Jim, and we'll talk next week, my friend. Please give my boy XFL Jim a follow. Probably the most talented mother effort I know in video developing in the social media game. If you're not following him, you're really missing out. Guy knows his stuff, too, in multiple sorts. So please give him a follow. Now let's shift our attention over to some NASCAR. The season is here. It is NASCAR. We're recording a little early. It's a Thursday night. The duo races just finished. I'm leaving. I got some family obligation to do. Brandon's coming on the podcast early. He is here. He just watched the duo races before we dive into all that. a am so pumped up for the season. Every single year you donate your time. I appreciate you. Consider you a good friend and we are growing. I am so happy you are back. How are you doing today, my man?
2: Doing good, man. Pumped. It's, uh, seems like a long off season that just snuck right on us and we're right back at it all over again. And drama already started the night. So Kyle Busch so, is already mad. So after a qualifying race, you get a mad Kyle Busch. So what What else can you ask for? So what are the three things that stood out to you from this Thursday, Tuesday
0: night, the dual, the dual races, excuse me.
2: The Fords are fast. Uh You actually text me. Uh, I think it was this morning that Hamlin said something on his podcast about the Fords having more of an arrow advantage, which I, I don't know where that comes in. I don't understand that part, but uh, it was clear the Fords are fast. Uh, Logano started the season just like he ended it, one duel, one in a Ford. Blaney was fast. Almirola, one duel, two. What's he drive? A Ford. So the Fords are up there all night, all night. So that brings to an interesting strategy.
0: My card is kind of Ford. He- my my betting cards kind of Ford heavy. You know, I took a couple couple stabs at a couple dudes that aren't in Fords, but it's mainly Ford heavy. After I read read that quote from Hamlin, what
2: are you? Do you have the mind same mindset going into the Daytona five hundred? I not? want to. I, I want to, but then I get hesitation to the fact that. Hendrick has a front row for like the 11th year in a row. One, two, Alex Bowman, Kyle Larson, they're both running Chevys. So I think what it's going to come down to at the end of the race, and I definitely pay attention to live betting, but uh, the manufacturers, how they how they stand out to each other. At one point, you had Bubba Wallace in a Chevy or a Toyota running second. And you had the first place, I can't remember who it was, uh, first place, I think Logano and third place was not a Toyota. And they're on the radio saying, how do we shuffle the Chevy out of here? Like, we got to find a way to get this Chevy out. So it's all manufacturer based. So come to the end of the race. If you have a Chevy bet and he's mixed in with Fords, you're not going to win this race. So you have to have more manufactured teammates in this race than you do your actual teammates interesting yeah so it's gonna be wild
0: now that the stuff you just mentioned how do how do people listen how do they find out that data
2: what i would recommend on pc this year for the first time ever if any pc you can listen to in-car audio on nascar.com for free you just have to download it on your cell phone for 25 dollars, which you can still do it covers the whole season but uh you can listen to it on your pc for free so if you are going to do live betting You have to have in-car audio. If you're not going to have in-car audio, don't go by the announcers. Don't go by what you see on TV. You had guys in seventh place backing up to get a run when when Christopher Bell was in fourth place, and they came over the radio and said the 20 just came over the radio and said that he's going to pull out a line if sixth and seventh go. So unless you hear that strategy, you're going to have no clue what you're trying to live bet on. So don't waste your time with live betting unless you have in-car Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. To make it more interesting, Daniel Suarez turned Kyle Bush while leading the duel. I love it. I love Complete it. mistake. Kyle got loose. Suarez gave him another bump, lost the arrow, it loaded up the left rear, and you can't control it once that left re- rear is loaded and spun him. But of course, it was great first night of racing to see Kyle Bush get in front of the camera before the race is over and just be mad. What else can we ask for? Come on.
0: I love it. I know you're not a big Kyle Busch guy. You know, no, our beloved friend Biho is his number one fan. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure you probably sent him a nice little text message. I didn't.
2: Now that you reminded me, I'll be glad to send that before I go to bed. Uh, so we have the Daytona 500. And obviously,
0: look, everyone's excited. I'm excited. Brand is excited. But this is a restrictor place, super speedway. You want to avoid the big one. We're not doing group bets. We're not doing manufacturer bets. We're taking small bets. Now, granted, I have one, two. I have five people on my card, but I didn't go over two units.
2: No. And you know, talking
0: about I it. You got to avoid the big one here.
2: We laugh about it all the time. for those of you that have been watching us for, what, three years now, go. we never sprinkle bets unless it's a super speedway. I mean, I'm not even going to bet him. I want him to win, but Chase is 14 to one, but I don't think he has the car. You don't see this high of odds unless it's at a super speedway. Yeah. So make sure you take your money and you sprinkle it throughout this field because this is Daytona and Talladega, are the only two tracks that your ROI can be so big off of a nobody.
0: And we've seen it before. We've seen Pusher, we've seen H- Haley come close. We've seen Cody Ware, um, yeah. Trevor Bain. Trevor, Bain
2: Trevor Bain Bain. the Wood Brothers back in the day. So we, we've seen this stuff.
0: Now, how many? I have five. How many do you
2: have? I think I have four or five. No, I have, okay. think I got five as well. All right, so I'll let you kick off first one. I'll kick off and we'll tag team this one because we've been on the same page. My pick to win the championship this year is Ryan Blaney. My pick for the Daytona 500 to kick it off is Ryan Blaney at twelve to one. He's in a Ford. He ran good tonight in the duel. He seems calm, cool, collected, had a great season last year, just couldn't pull out a victory. So my first pick for the Daytona 500 in 2023 is Mr. Ryan Blaney himself.
0: I like it. I bet him too. I got him at 12 to 1. Last six, he only has one DNF, you know, so he has been avoiding the big one. He hasn't been putting the car in, In trouble, third best average finish here at Daytona. Last twelve super speed races, so that's this and Talladega. Second best active finisher amongst drivers, only two DNFs. So he's avoiding the big ones, which is big for me here. He's not putting the car in danger. Now that has to do with him, but it also is a little bit of luck. You know what I mean? A little bit of luck, but it also do with him not doing anything reckless. And you're right. I think if there's one driver that's Do to punch through that glass ceiling this year. I think it's Blaney. I think he's going to start off this year good. 12 to 1. I like my risk half a unit on this. Blaney at 12 to 1. Half a unit to win six. What is your next bet?
2: Pick number two. He just won the duel. He said he's going to retire, signed a two year contract. Smithfield, number 10, Eric Almirola. He's seeing G- at 16
0: to uh, 16 to 1. Yeah, you know, you said he ran good tonight. You said he kind of stood out. I was looking at him too, but I went in a different direction. I took Mark Truex, found him at 30 to one. You have to do a little shopping to get this price. He won the LA race. We've talked about it last yeah. time we talked, where we've seen drivers win the LA race. Has been able to carry this momentum over. If you look back at it, this is the only track he has not had a win at. Best finish back in 2016 when he lost to Hamlin. I believe, even though he hasn't, I believe he's still a top one of the top drivers on the circuit. He's one of the top, top half drivers on the circuit. He's getting toward that swan song, toward the end of the road. And it's one of these things. It's a principle play. When I see thirty to one on a Truex, yeah, on a track that's a car that that's anything can happen, and he's just comes off came off a win. I feel I need to take this thirty to one, so I, I, I like it on the thirty.
2: I like it. My next one, and I'm not doing this just for you. I'm not doing it because it's his last hurrah. Well, kind of am finding Mr. Kevin Harvick, the old man himself. Uncle Kev. Uncle Kev at 30-1, to 1, just like Truex. Last season, retirement, he already came out and said, if there is any retaliation on another driver, he will not wait to use it. So he's not going to ride off this season. And if somebody does something to him, him just sit back and be like, well, I owe him one. He said he is going to come out, guns a So the old man himself... Uncle Harvick, Uncle Kevin, Uncle K, whatever you want to call him. I'm doing this for you. I got a feeling about it. 30 to 1. I like the dude. I like him. I like him. I should bet it. Watch it.
0: This is going to be the one year,
2: the one race yes. I
0: don't bet him, he's going to win. The one race yeah. I don't bet him, he's going to win. My next one, and I kind of feel like he gets overlooked in restricted play drivers and everyone kind of looks at Stenhouse as like, you know, the under the, I I don't really want to say under the radar, but kind of like the trendy, you know, restrictor plate. But When you looked at it, Chris Buescher has just as good results as Stenhouse. You know, he's finished top five before he's won at a super speedway in his past. I think he's very undervalued and I see him here sitting at 35 to one I'm throwing a quarter unit on Busher at thirty-five to one.
2: Wreck it, Ricky.
0: But (laughs) am I right though? Like when you you are when you just put him on a piece of paper, Busher is is better. But everyone just has this like
2: conceived notion that Ricky is just a better restrictor plate driver. The only reason they do that though is Ricky, Ricky doesn't hesitate. And he's usually up there until something does happen. So people want to lean on him because his value is so big. And every year he's in contention at some point in the race. But to your point, you look at the numbers, Busher, way better. Ricky in it for the moment, gone. So I'm with you on that, Busher. I like that pick. I like it. I like it. I'm going to slide down further. My rookie of the year nominee, Noah Gregson. Had a good dual race himself. I think it was fourth or fifth. Uh, He is sitting at 50 to one in the new legacy motor club team. President Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy's racing in this race. His other teammate, Eric Jones, who we faded a good bit last year, but had a successful season. Whole new branded team. Rookie driver. Jimmy Johnson as his teammate. Jimmy Johnson is the guy that he talks to. For the next three nights in a row and learning this track, what do I do? If I'm doing a long shot that's gonna be there at the end, I like Noah, at 50 to 1. So I'm gonna ask you this question. And this question, I'm not trying to be a dick with this question. Jimmy John should have never came back. No, no,
0: that's not it. Okay. I'm not yeah. I'm not the biggest Noah Gracing guy. I love the camera. and you you're 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 way in you're you're in that world. Like with what you do, you're in that world. I'm not in that world. But from what I've seen on camera, if I were to guess a driver that would be a sponge and go up to another driver for advice, I don't see it being no one grayson. Am I wrong with that statement?
2: No, not at all. You're you're spot on, but he's not gonna go up to another driver. He's going up to the guy that he has to report to on a daily basis. Makes okay. it completely different. That's like if I'm if me and you work together and we're competing and I don't come to you, if my boss is sitting there with open ears and has been successful and won seven championships, I will go to that man and I will take advice from him. And if I don't, that's probably not a good thing to piss off the boss who's won seven championships. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. it's going to be a humbling moment for Noah in Xfinity. His his boss was Dale Earnhardt Jr. So you probably had that relaxed kind of let's party mentality. Now you're getting with the big boys. There's no more playing around. Either you succeed or you're back down to Xfinity. So what yeah. a better way He'll, to be able to report to the boss. So my, my championship next, anytime soon, but but anything can happen. You're right. You're right. Anything can happen
0: there. My next one, I'm taking a long shot. He led laps in this race last year. He's finished six, won in 2019. I think this driver is young. He gets overlooked a lot. I'm going Justin Haley. I absolutely love him at 50 to one. Another one I'm throwing a quarter unit on. Just because he's had success here and he's a good restrictor play racer.
2: We talked about it. Colleague racing. They're going to be in the mix this year. Justin Haley's been in it. Justin Haley won Daytona. I think it was the night race under the rain. It wasn't the 500. Haley's won this track before. And again, it was a rain delay. It was for Spire Motorsports when he drove the 77. But he has a victory here. Colleague Racing is here to set a point very early. So I like that pick. You found him at what? 51. 50 Guess how old Justin Haley is? Uh, 21.
0: 23. Doesn't he seem he's like he's been around for a while? He does. You know what I mean? Like it. He's he's only 23, and he seems like he's he seems like he's been around for the while. He won at Calagaga in 2019, so he's won at a super you know a super speedway. He won the Daytona, the Coke Zero Sugar 400 yep, in that was really like. Yep. Yeah. So he has had success at yeah. Super Speedways. And we've talked about it. Anything can happen. And you want these drivers that are good restrictor plate right, riders that are comfortable in the car at these tracks. And at 50 to 1, I think this is a no-brainer. Oh, absolutely! He's twenty three years old, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, Jesus.
2: Um, next one.
0: What are you going with, my
2: man? So, if you give me a moment, I want to sprinkle both these in here. Okay. Real, really simple. Corey Lejoy, eighty to one, finished fourth in the duel. Had an opportunity. He is running second in the outside line or third. Um, somebody got loose, but he is in the running. Corey LaJoy is the guy at Daytona every year that just rides in the back for 150 laps. The big one happens. He's not involved because he's chilling in the back now with how competitive all these cars are. If he avoids the big one, he will be in the top 10 minimum with the closing laps. So I like Corey LaJoy at 80 to one, this final one that I just want to add into this.
0: Wasn't he leading laps
2: last year? Yes, uh, Atlanta. He's leaving at Atlanta. Yes. This last one, I'll never get to say this again. This is going to be my only opportunity. It's going to be my first opportunity ever to even say this. At 200-1, I'm doing this as my fan vote. So if you're a gambler and you're strategically looking at just bets, don't touch this, man. But if you want to enjoy it, you want to have some fun, you want to roll the dice, Mr. Travis Pastrana, who qualified on time for the 23 team, driving the number 67 at 201, Travis Pastrana in his first ever Daytona 500, goes out and grabs a victory. Boom. Wow, dude. Look at you, dude. If we if we hit this, I don't think I'll do another podcast the rest of the season. <laughs> you I'll have to retire. But, dude, it's so- cool. Like, his dream has been to race in this race. And he qualified in on speed. He wrecked tonight, which is fine. But to see this man, and even when he got out of his car tonight, just this giant grin on his face of, this has been a childhood dream of mine. Like, I I want nothing but the best for this guy because he will not race probably another NASCAR race the entire season.
0: You know what? I like it. Long shot. I'll throw a little bit on it. My last one, and I'm taking a page out of your book. Uh, Harrison Burton, seventy to one. Oh God! He's in a Ford. Wood Brothers. Wood Brothers improved car. They've won it before. You know they've won it before. He's had success riding the Xfinity track. He had he was toward the front. I think he was in the top five at one point last year. And then he got crashed out. And, you know I'm taking when I see a Ford at a long shot, and we see how good Fords did, basing on the Hamlin. Hamlin quote, you know, I'm rolling the dice. I will take Harrison Burton seventy to one. So Burton, Haley, Busher, I threw a quarter of a unit on, threw a half a unit on Truax, half a unit on Blaney. That comes out to one point seven five U risk. So look, low risk, high reward for me. What are you? Are you going half U, quarter U? What are you doing on your five? I'm, I'm doing a half. Okay, so half you. So Brandon's three deep, three u's. I'm a buck and a buck seventy five deep. Brandon and I are going to be here every single week talking some NASCAR when our schedules permit it. We may even do some Instagram live stuff for some DFS. Really looking forward to the season, my man. Thank you for coming on and sharing your wealth of knowledge for NASCAR. Why don't you tell everyone where where they can find you on social media?
2: Boston Boy 83, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, all of the above, everybody. You know
0: what? I'm looking forward to the season. Good luck on Sunday, and we will talk soon, my friend.
2: Good luck, everybody. Daytona 500. Enjoy.
0: That's it for the podcast today. I'd like to thank Brandon at Boston Boy 83 for coming on. Make sure to give him a follow. Follow him on Twitch for his iRacing and on social media. Also, give my boy XFL Jim a follow at XFL Jim at all platforms. Like I said, David will be back next week. Him and I will talk some basketball. And Nick and I, Nick will be back. Him and I will talk some fantasy. Again, sorry, shorter episode, but still want to get this out to everybody. Going to my nephews. Going to be hanging out with them because it's their birthdays. DMs will be open to answer all your betting questions. If you guys haven't any, you know what? Let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets. Until next week, boys and girls.